You're listening to In the Studio with Michael Card. The session is made possible by our friends with the Christian Standard Bible. Learn about this new translation and the many ways you can enjoy the CSB. Explore online when you visit csbible.com. go with another hour in the studio with Michael Card. I'm Wayne Shepard. Michael, these visits uh, between the two of us and our producer Joe Carlson is here listening and directing as well. Uh, it's, it's so meaningful for me and I know it is for mm. a lot of listeners because we hear from listeners who respond to how much they appreciate this. So this is a joy to do on behalf of everyone. Yeah, well, I feel the same way. And, and the guests that we have, the, the people we get to talk to, and so we have a kind of a future looking perspective but we also look back in times with people like bill lane and yes and and others so yeah it's a yeah. good time it's a good time uh this of course is the week before holy week and we will be uh, talking with uh, pastor colin smith today mm-hmm. and we're going to take uh, our listeners back to a time when we visited cuba together mm-hmm. and we're going to hear the unmiraculous miracles of jesus a message you gave in a little cuban church that I recall is one of the just unmistakable moments of my life I will never forget. So yeah. uh, our listeners get to hear that today. Wonderful pastor, pa- Pastor Eduardo. We're going to get to hear from him. Yeah. Hey, uh, Colin Smith is coming up in a few moments. Colin, of course, is a, a pastor in the Chicago area of uh, Orchard Church, a very popular church here in Chicago. Uh, he's a native of Scotland. And uh, I was reminded I recently had a chance in the last few months to interview Alistair Begg, who's also from Scotland. Mm-hmm. And I very uh, proudfully declared that, hey, Ancestry.com tells me that I'm 92% Scottish. <laughs> and Alistair's <and> <laughs> response was, is that all? <laughs> so, oh, oh, well, I've, I've got a new, I've got a new uh, uh, number for you. I was just at a missions conference, uh, the uh, World Missions Conference. And right now, in terms of their research, 1.7% of people in Scotland are claiming to be followers of Jesus. 1.7%, which, which, get this, which qualifies Scotland as an unreached people group. Oh, really? Can you, I, I, I can't, I, I even, don't even know what to that. Say. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's, that's New Guinea or some little island in the middle of, you know, nowhere, not Scotland. Mm. So we need to get serious about praying for Scotland and, you know, this post-Christian era right. that uh, everybody keeps talking about. Right. So maybe I should go back as a missionary to my people. What do you think? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, all that to say that our Scottish friend Colin will join us here in a few minutes in the studio with Michael Card. Anything else going on that we should know about in your life? You're doing fine? Just working away. I'm trying to finish a book on the life of Jesus. So, all right. Well, we've yeah, been... Asking for prayer always. We've been thinking about that and praying for you during that process and can't wait to read that work someday yeah, on the life me of Jesus. Too. Me too. I can't wait to read it too. Okay. <laughs> hey, one more thing before we uh, ask you to sing, Michael, and that is our featured resource this month is the Holy Land Illustrated Bible. I know you mm-hmm. use this, and uh, we're recommending yes. this to our listeners. I do. I mean, combined with the CSB translation, which is a wonderful new translation, you have all these articles and all these images that uh, in in a in a sense help you sort of be there, and connecting the 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 place with the event is uh, there's nothing like it when you're studying scripture. 
Well, we'll have more information about the CSB Bible, the Holy Land Illustrated Bible, here during the program today. Hey, before we ask you to sing the song, Traders Look, do you want to say a word about it? Well, it's just that, that moment uh, when, uh, when their eyes met. I think it's a, it's a moment in the, in the New Testament that's it's better sung about than preached about. You mm. have to put music to capture that, that kind of moment. Uh, well, yeah. you've done that for us in the song, yeah. so let's, let's listen to a studio performance now by Michael Card. by Kiss. Michael Card here. Thank you, Michael, for singing that. Mm. Uh, that was a live performance in the studio, yep. and uh, we thought it was important to play that as we enter into this conversation about Judas yes. today. So, and, and who better to talk with than Colin Smith, who's written this new book, Heaven So Near and So Far, The Story of Judas Iscariot. Right. Colin is senior pastor of The Orchard in Chicago, a multi-site church and speaker on the radio program, Unlocking the Bible, wow. where we hear him. So he's got that lovely a Scottish accent as well. So, Colin, welcome. It's a joy to be with you today. Thank mm. you so much. See what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know, Joe Stoll once said, um, you could read the grocery list and people would be blessed. <laughs> he said this to my congregation just after I'd arrived in America. So I got up the next Sunday. And read a grocery uh, list? Ne- uh, yeah, and I read out the list, you know, a loaf of bread and uh, potatoes and so forth. And after three sentences, I said, now nobody is blessed by that. Let's get back to the Bible. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. All well, right. Ca- uh, uh, Calvin Miller used to say that having a, a Scottish accent was a replacement for having the Holy Spirit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll keep practicing. That's, yeah. that's the best that I can say. Yeah, but, uh, 
don't know about that. I don't think you need to practice. I think you got <laughs> no, it down no, pretty well. No. I wish I had an accent. <laughs> oh, yeah. And of course you don't. Of course you don't. <laughs> hey, let's talk about Judas of all people, huh? Michael? Well, I, I, yeah, I, I'm really anxious to, to uh, pick your brain uh, on, on this subject because I, I, I've got some ideas about Judas. I'm not so sure they're right, but well, I wanted to start with this idea. Um, Judas is not lurking in the shadows for three years, is he? I mean, he's, he's in there with the 12, you know, coming back with joy. I mean, I mean where did—what happened? Yeah. Um, well, you know, I, I, I got into writing about um, uh, Judas, uh, Michael, because there, there are many people who are moving away from faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought, how is that possible? And yet mm. there's the story about how a person was right in the inner circle, oh. as you were saying, right there uh, next to Jesus, and yet walks away from faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. I wanted to get on the inside of the the story in order to make an appeal from the heart to anyone who's tempted to move away from Jesus oh. in order to say, please come back. Don't do that. Don't do what Judas did. Mm. Um, but uh, what was so striking to me is I think it's easy to ca- caricature Judas as either um, a, a villain or as a victim. And either way, it removes him from us. Mm-hmm. I found, actually, that he was a lot closer to me than I might like to think. I mean, here's a wow. person who went out preaching. Yes. He was sent out. He, he healed uh, the sick. He cast out demons. He was one of the twelve. And Jesus said, I, said, uh, I saw Satan fall like lightning mm-hmm. when, when he came back. So I have no doubt that he led people to faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and then abandoned that very faith himself. So this is an extraordinary story. It speaks to us about some very painful issues, but some very, very pertinent issues that it's possible to be in the circle of those who follow Jesus mm. and yet not ultimately to have the living faith that saves. I heard a pastor say once, I'll never forget this, he was talking about Judas, and he said, well, whenever a Christian betrays Jesus, we betray him with a kiss. Yeah, 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 that's very powerful, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Very powerful. Yeah. You know, the thing that strikes me about the kiss, Michael, is that it was the most useless act that was ever committed. And for this reason, that um, of course, the, the idea of the kiss was in order to identify Jesus. Yes. They're coming in the dark, and they don't want to arrest the wrong person, yeah. and they don't have television images, so uh, the soldiers wouldn't have all immediately recognized who he was. Yeah, and I think that, that in itself is a very interesting point. Why does Judas kiss Jesus? For one reason, he's unrecognizable. He looks just yeah. like the other 12. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. Hmm. But the, the, the thing that was so striking about how necessary this was is in John's Gospel, when um, uh, the arresting party comes and Judas is at the front, mm-hmm. Jesus strides out towards them yeah. and says, now, who do you seek? And yeah. they say, Jesus of Nazareth. And he says, I am he. And I, I'm fascinated by the words, I am, because mm-hmm. I think there's something of the I am that I am there. Mm-hmm. And they all fall backwards. I yeah. think there was an, un- an outbreaking of the sheer glory of the Lord, rather wow. like there was at the Transfiguration. Uh-huh. Then they all pick themselves up. That must have been quite a sight. Mm-hmm. And uh, they ask uh, 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 again, and Jesus says, I've already told you, I am he. Mm-hmm. So he's identified himself. There's no reason left for Judas to have to um, uh, kiss, kiss Jesus. And Jesus says, one of the other gods, Gospels records, then Jesus says, now will you betray the Son of Man with a kiss? It's like, mm-hmm. even there Jesus is reaching out to him and saying, there's no point in doing this. Don't uh, Come and stand with me. I, I'm mm. already giving myself into the hands of these men. Mm. So this was the most useless act that was ever, ever committed. And mm. of course, that's true of all betrayal of Christ. 
Well, I want to ask you a little bit. Of, I mean, you, you, this book is written in first person, so that must have been something that re- you really must have gotten into his mind to do that. Yeah, and I suppose, uh, I mean, Michael, you, you have done so much in relation to um, uh, the imagination, and um, uh, it, it, so much of it is just trying to slow down and to take the words and the phrases of Scripture seriously and mm-hmm. try and picture them and to get on the inside of them. I mean, that's basically what biblical meditation is, isn't it? It's yes. just uh, trying to get on the inside of the story and get the story and the words on the inside of you. And uh, it wasn't comfortable for me to do that yeah. in relation to Judas. It yeah. really wasn't. Um, did, did you have to I, sort of deprogram yourself after it was all over? <laughs> Well, I wanted to try and get the benefit of it. I, yeah. I, you know, we, we, we should look at those who walk away from faith, like Judas, mm-hmm. and, and use that as a strengthening of our own resolve to walk in faithfulness to Christ. Mm-hmm. And then for someone who has walked away, um, I, I wanted to use this story to say, think again. Yeah. You don't want... Uh, there's nothing good that comes from walking away from Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Only good comes... Uh, good only comes in returning to him, as, of course, Peter so wonderfully did. Well, I love it that you've taken Judas. He, he's no longer just the pawn, and he's no longer the villain. Yeah. He's, you, he's you and me, and I really think that's, that's, much, you know, that's much closer to the truth. So I'm thankful for the perspective of this book. Okay, I have a question now about. Sorry, I keep interrupting. Wayne wants no, to talk. No, about, no, no, so no. I want, I want. I want the two of you to talk. Okay, okay, talk. <laughs> okay, talk to me about uh, when. When did the turn happen? I mean, I know Matthew uh, is the only person that actually gives the words. Is it, I think it's Matthew twenty six. Judas, Judas says, "What will you give me?" So was it just greed, or was Jesus a disappointment to him? Or do you, I mean, have you figured that out? Yeah, I mean, it, 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 there seem to be a number of points along the way. One of them, I think for sure, is that extraordinary scene where uh, Mary anoints Jesus with this very expensive um, uh. oil. It was a family heirloom. And then, then Judas actually speaks what the, the Scripture says. The other disciples were thinking the same, but he was <laughs> the one who articulated yes, it. Right. This, was, this was a waste. Mm-hmm. And I just love the contrast here because... The, the value of this ointment was the thing that to Mary made pouring it out on Jesus right. Yes. Um, you know, what better thing could I do with something of supreme value than uh, pour it out on Jesus? Uh, but the value of the thing to Judas was the thing that made it wrong. You know, it, it, couldn't it have been given, uh, sold and given to the poor? Yeah. John adds he didn't care about the poor. He took yeah. money out the bag. Yeah. Um, so what's being indicated there is that there is an entirely different evaluation of Jesus between Judas on the one hand and Mary on the other. Uh And it does seem, therefore, that there's evidence that Judas tried to use Jesus as a means to an end, and Jesus can never be used if Mm -hmm. he's brought alongside another agenda. Whatever that other agenda is, in the end, it will win, and Jesus will be abandoned. And that, I think, is one of the things that we learn from the story of Judas. Yeah. Well, I, I used to think that there was just sort of this uh, cumulative disappointment, uh, you know, where where Jesus is failing to meet Judas's expectations about yes. what the Messiah should be, yes. and and the big I thought the big turning point was when he washed their feet, because then basically, I, I don't know if he does he leave before does Judas leave before Jesus washes their feet or after? I'm not really clear. No, after, after, oh, okay, it's, it's later. Yeah. So I mean, I, can you imagine then Christ? taking his feet in his hands and, and the 
I mean, the intimacy of that moment, the love of that moment. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it's just yet another appeal from Jesus, and yet he yeah. hardens his heart to this love again and again. Well, in, in another detail, and you correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't Judas, Ju, Judas is sitting at Jesus' right hand. He's at the place of the, the, I mean, that's why they're whispering to each other back and forth, and and I don't know, um, uh, I, I just, I, I want the answer to be one thing in terms of his motivation. I guess it's just not that simple, is it? Yeah, I mean, to be sitting right next to the Lord Jesus Christ and to be past the bread and then to walk out into the darkness. Mm. I mean, um, uh, we, there are a number of factors. Um, there's the, the double agenda piece. Mm-hmm. There's the Satan entering into him piece. And of course, Satan doesn't have access into a person's life unless that life has been opened up. Mm-hmm. And for yes. sure, we know um, that there was a unconfessed sin that remained in Judas' life because of his thieving out of the bag. Yes, uh-huh. It's exposed in Scripture, but it's never confessed by Judas. There's never uh-huh. any repentance, and there's an opening to darkness, and then there's a continuing hardening that every time Christ reaches out to him at Bethany, around the table, and even in the garden, he, he refuses, 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 until in the end he's in this terrible darkness. Uh-huh. Well, both both Peter and Judas, Judas betray Jesus. What's the difference? Why did one of them survive and the other one didn't? Yeah. Well, Peter repents. I mean, it, it, isn't it wonderful? He goes out and he weeps bitterly. Mm. There's a difference between Judas's regret and Peter's repentance. And I think the heart of the difference lies in this, that the regret just looks backwards and turns in on self, mm-hmm. and therefore nothing good comes from it. Mm-hmm. But repentance looks forward and looks upward to Jesus Christ, and uh-huh. that's what Peter did, and of course he was wonderfully restored, and a transformed life came about as a result. Well, d- did Judas try to fix it? I mean, by throwing the money back? What 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 did that mean? Yes, I mean, that's clearly part of his regret. Uh-huh. I mean, um uh, but regret and repentance are two very, very different things. Ah. Um, very, very different things. Um, repentance at its heart involves a looking up to Christ. Uh-huh. And that's the difference between self-condemnation, which, of course, Judas ultimately has when he goes out and terribly ends his own life. That's mm. just tragic. Mm. Um, repentance goes in an entirely different direction and leads to life. Mm. Well, I, I so appreciate... Um, Take, taking a character like Judas and lifting him out of just the, the convention and the n- nothing against Sunday school, but sort of the Sunday school image, <laughs> yeah, the felt yeah. felt board image. Yeah. And I really feel like uh, you're making me want to go back and look at his life again. And that, I think that's what good Bible teaching is all about. I've been sitting here thinking the same thing. Yeah. I, I was going to say that we, we, we skip over this story because it's uncomfortable, don't well, we? I've got Joe's, Joe Carlson's book, copy of your book, and uh, I'm taking it home with me. <laughs> <laughs> Joe's on notice. He's losing a book today. <laughs> well, um, uh, uh, thank you for that. And yeah. the, the thing that's in my mind is, you know, most Christians have a friend or a loved one or a colleague who is uh, either walking away from faith uh, in Christ or has abandoned the faith that they grew up in. I mean, um, uh, I, I have that in my life. Um, um, uh, both of you, I'm sure, will be thinking of real people mm, yes. uh, who you just long would uh, would come back um, uh, to Christ. And that, that's really why I wrote the book. I wanted to have something to give to a person 
who perhaps was brought up as a Christian and then walked away mm-hmm. or has served the Lord and then hit discouragement and just said, I'm giving up, or there was some suffering that came into life and they, they just walked away. I wanted to have something to give to a person that says, you really want to walk away from Jesus? Please think again. Please think again. And if the story of someone who walked away leads to someone else coming back, that would be a marvelous thing. And and Judas is really a paradigm in that, too, because... Um, a lot of a lot of the people I know who've walked away from faith, they walk away because Jesus has failed to meet their expectations. That's right. Not yeah. that there's anything wrong with Jesus, but their yep. expectations are wrong. I mean, yep. in my own family, I have family members who are, uh, they haven't walked away yet, but they're having this angry conversation with God. They didn't expect, you know, uh, cancer. They didn't expect, yep. expect yep. this or the other. And, yep. and Judas really is the paradigm of the guy who just said, you failed to make, meet my expectations and I'm out of here. That's exactly right. Yeah. Lord, I'll follow you if you do this. Wow. And, and the condition is always fatal uh, because you can't say that to one who's the sovereign Lord. Wow. So Judas as a useful paradigm for uh, helping people come back to the church. Now, that's unique. No one's ever done that, Colin. Mm-hmm. You're the first person to use, I think, use his story that way. Well, uh, uh, my hope and prayer is that God will graciously use the story uh, in a way that will be um, will bring restoration mm. um, uh, to some who are wandering uh, away from faith. Mm. Well, it's been fascinating to listen to the two of you talk about this. It really has, Mike. I don't want to cut it off yet. So th- this isn't the first uh, sort of negative character you've talked about. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's, it's actually the follow-up to the story of the thief on the cross, mm. um, which, of course, is a wonderful story because it has the opposite ending. And, uh, you know, I, I found Michael in um, a, a, an old Puritan uh, made this statement. There is a way to hell that goes very close to the gates of heaven. And there is a way to heaven that goes very close to the gates of hell. Mm. Now, if you think about it, the thief on the cross, having lived this wretched life, wow. gets about as close to hell as wow. possible to get and ends up in heaven. Wow. And Judas, having been out for three years a follower of Jesus, that's about as close to heaven, heaven. as you could imagine. And he ends up uh, not in heaven, but so near so far. And wow. so the, the contrasting lines of these two stories have gripped my imagination and uh, they speak both of the wonderful opportunity that is open to every person, no matter how far you are from Jesus Christ now. And on the other hand, um, the great danger that is from, uh, for any person who walks away from Christ, irrespective of what you may have done or been involved in in the past. Mm. And all, all he had to say was, remember me. Yeah, isn't that wonderful? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, even at a late moment in life, was saving because of what Christ accomplished on the cross. Wow. Let's do this. Uh, earlier we heard Michael sing Traitor's Look. Um, Michael, we're going to ask you to sing Why. We have this live recording that you made in the studio mm-hmm. of Why. We're going to play that now. And then, Colin, I'd like for you to come back and let's pray for those who are are, are struggling with unbelief and betrayal. Uh, and let's pray for them after we listen to Michael's song, all right? Why did it have to be a 
friend who chose to betray the Lord And why did he use a kiss to show them that's not what a kiss is for Only a friend can betray a friend A stranger has nothing to gain And only a friend comes close enough To ever cause so much pain And why did there have to be A thorny crown pressed upon his head? It should have been a royal one Made of jewels and gold instead It had to be a crown of thorns Because in this life that we live For all who would seek to love A thorn is all the world has to give And why did there have to be A heavy cross he was made to bear And why did they nail his feet and hands His love would have held him there It was a cross for on a cross A thief was supposed to pay And Jesus had come into the world To steal every heart away Yes, Jesus had come into the world To steal every heart away Jesus had come into the world To steal every heart away Father, that is what we are praying That the Lord Jesus Christ will do Father, we lift to you the person who was brought up in a Christian home and has walked away from faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, for that person, whose name and face we lift before you now, we ask, steal his, her heart away. Conquer that rebel heart. Bring that loved one back to living faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. For the person who has served you and has become discouraged. For the person who has suffered and has become so confused that they have walked away from the faith they once professed. Lord, steal their heart. Lord, in your mercy, win the heart of that person. Lord, soften the heart. Grant today that there may be an awareness given that nothing good ever comes apart from Jesus Christ, but that in him all good things become ours. Therefore, Father, for the sake of Christ over this Easter season, by the power of the Holy Spirit, win back many to yourself, 
and use our words, use our prayers, use our witness as means to that great end we pray. And may it all be for your glory and for the blessing of those who we love and those who you love too. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We agree. Amen. Pastor Colin Smith, uh, thank you for your heart. You're a good friend, Colin. It's been wonderful to have you here with Mike and to hear the two of you talk on this topic today. It's been rich Mm -hmm. indeed. Mm -hmm. So thanks to both of you. Yeah, thanks, Colin. Thank you. Colin is senior pastor of The Orchard, a multi-site church in Chicago. And the book we've talked about, and you'll want to look this up, Heaven So Near, So Far. And the other book on the thief on the cross is called Heaven, How I Got Here. Look for both of those. God bless you, Colin. Thank you. God bless you. It's a joy to have been with you today. And what a moving time so far with Pastor Colin Smith. There's more ahead in the second half of the podcast you won't want to miss. If you are gaining a deeper understanding of the Easter season in this episode, I'd like to invite you to next week's session where we'll present Michael's classic music project on the Passion of Christ called Known by the Scars. If what you're hearing has stirred you to want to explore the scriptures further, look online for more from Michael that can help. Find music and books that explore the great themes in Scripture. Michael's latest book is a collection of teaching on the life of Christ called The Nazarene. Come explore all that's available for you at michaelcard.com. And if you're new to this podcast, be sure to look through the podcast archive for an extensive collection of classic and current editions to hear, enjoy, and share. We're always glad to hear from you. Post a comment on the Michael Card Music Facebook page or send your comments, questions, and song requests via email to in the studio at michaelcard.com. Coming up, more music and conversation waiting for you after this message in the studio with Michael Card. I'm so glad the Holy Land Illustrated Bible is this month's featured resource. I spent a lot of time traveling throughout Israel and I learn new things about the life situation of the scriptures every time I go. This Bible edition reminds me of where I've been in Israel, and I hope it'll make the scriptures come alive for you too. Search for Holy Land Illustrated Bible at csbible.com and read more about this unique study tool. Be sure to apply the 40% discount available on your CSB purchase through Lifeway. Type CARD40 as one word in the promotion code for your 40% discount with Lifeway. The Holy Land Illustrated Bible is packed with hundreds of pictures, articles, maps, and illustrations that will bring the ancient world to life. Dig deep into the text with the helpful study tools as you discover the meaning and message of God's Word to you today. I hope you take advantage of this beautiful and well-thought-out study edition of the Bible. Search for Holy Land Illustrated Bible now at csbible.com. Mike, I'm terrible at remembering when things happen, but it was Me a too. number of Me years too. ago. Yeah, I, you know, what decade did that happen? I can't yes, remember. Yes, right, right. But a number of years ago, maybe two decades ago nearly, uh, you and I and Joe Carlson and some others, uh, I think Scott Rowley was on the trip, made a trip. Oh, my to, son, my son Will yeah, went with that's us. that's right. Will with, mm-hmm. was with us. We made a trip mm-hmm. to Cuba. Yes. And I've, I've never forgotten what happened while we were there. I can't remember when it happened, but I've never uh-huh. forgotten the moment. Do you, I'm sure you remember it very clearly, too. Oh, I do. And I have some great pictures from that time together. And I think 
most of all, I remember connecting with uh, Eduardo, the pastor there, who was yes. an older pastor, and hearing his story about you know persecution as a believer and that sort of thing. And uh, and he was translating for us too, which was pretty cool. Yeah, and I remember yeah. you gifting a guitar to Eduardo in that church service there. So yeah. we're going to hear that unmiraculous miracles of Jesus message you gave in Cuba, Michael, with Eduardo's translation in a moment. But yes. there's a song that can prepare us for what's coming in your teaching. It's a song that takes us to the site of Jesus' crucifixion. These amazing words come from the text of Psalm 22. Here's Michael with Death of a Son. Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani Why are you so far from saving me? So far from the words of my groaning By night and by day I cry out in pain So why do you not answer? And you are enthroned as the Holy One And you are fathers trusted They cried out to you and were saved They were never disappointed They have pierced my feet and hands I looked for comforters but found none Oh, how could you forsake me? Oh, my strength, come quickly, come Come now, O Lord, and save me despise or disdain the suffering of the afflicted. In the congregation I will proclaim that from the grave you lifted me. In the miry depths I sink, the Now a man named Lazarus was sick. Estaba entonces enfermo uno llamado Lázaro. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. De Betania, la aldea de María y de Marta, su hermana. This Mary, whose brother Lazarus now lay sick, was the same one who poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair. María, cuyo hermano Lázaro estaba enfermo y fue la que ungió al Señor con perfume y le enjugó los pies con sus cabellos. Now that hasn't happened yet in the story. Todavía esto no ha ocurrido en la historia. But John knows that we know. Pero ya Juan sabe que nosotros sabemos que esa historia ocurrió. So the sisters sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. Enviaron pues las hermanas para decir a Jesús, Señor, he aquí el que amas está enfermo. When he heard this, Jesus said, this sickness will not end in death. Oyéndolo Jesús dijo, esta enfermedad no es para muerte. No, it is for God's glory that God's Son may be glorified through it. Sino para la gloria de Dios, para que el Hijo de Dios sea glorificado por ella. 
This is what Jesus always said in the face of death and disease. Esto es siempre lo que Cristo dice delante de la muerte y la enfermedad. It's an opportunity for God's glory es to be shown. Es una oportunidad que le muestra o le brinda a Dios la gloria. I think as he as we walked around and looked at the damage from the hurricane. Así que si usted se vuelve a su alrededor y ve los daños que el huracán ha traído, Jesus would have said the same thing. Cristo le hubiera dicho, esto es para que Dios manifieste su gloria. Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. Amaba Jesús a Marta y a su hermana y but, a Lázaro. But when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was two more days. Pero cuando yo que estaba enfermo se quedó dos días más en el lugar donde estaba. What's wrong with Jesus? ¿Qué pasa con Jesús en esta ocasión? His friend is sick. Su amigo está enfermo. Why doesn't he run to heal him? ¿Por qué no corre él para sanarle? We'll find out. Vamos a descubrirlo. Then he said to his disciples, let's go back to Judea. Luego, después de esto, dijo a los discípulos, vamos a Judea otra vez. But Rabbi, they said, a short while ago, the Jews tried to stone you, and yet you're going back there? Los discípulos dijeron, los rabí, ahora procuraban los judíos apedrearte, y otra vez vas allí? Go down to verse 11. After he had said this, he went on to tell them, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep. En el 11 dice, dicho esto, los dos les dijo después, nuestro amigo Lázaro duerme, mas voy para despertarle. But I'm going there to wake him up. Voy para despertarle. Have you noticed that Jesus always refers to death as sleep? ¿Se dan cuenta que Cristo siempre se refería a la muerte como un sueño? And that no one ever understands what he's talking about? Y nadie entendía lo que él decía. When the little girl has died and Jesus comes to raise her from the dead, he tells the mourners, oh, she's only asleep. Cuando aquella niña estaba en su lecho de muerte, él llegó y le dijo, ella solamente duerme. And they laugh. Y la gente se rió de Jesús. Here he tells his disciples, oh, Lazarus is only asleep. Pero ahora él le dice a sus discípulos, Lázaro solamente duerme. In Jesus, death has lost its power. In Jesus, death has lost its power. Delante de Jesús, la muerte pierde su poder. Death is only a sleep that, that Jesus will someday wake us from. Es un sueño del cual Jesús algún día nos habrá de despertar. Amen. Verse 12, his disciples don't understand. En el verso 12 dice que sus discípulos no entendían. His disciples replied, Lord, if he sleeps, he'll get better. Señor, si duerme, sanará, le dijeron. Jesus had been speaking about his death but his disciples thought he meant natural sleep pero Jesús decía esto de la muerte de Lázaro y ellos pensaron que hablaba del reposar del sueño let's skip down to verse 17 on his arrival Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days en el versículo 17 dice vino pues Jesús y halló que hacía ya cuatro días que Lázaro estaba en el sepulcro Bethany was less than two miles from Jerusalem, and many Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them in the loss of their brother. Bethania estaba cerca de Jerusalén, como a 15 estadios, y muchos de los judíos habían venido a Marta y a María para consolarlas por su hermano. But when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him, but Mary stayed at home. Entonces Marta, cuando yo que Jesús venía, salió a encontrarle, pero María se quedó en casa. Lord, Martha said, if you had only been here, my brother would not have died. Y Marta dijo a Jesús, Señor, si hubieses estado aquí, mi hermano no habría muerto. But I know that even now, God will give you whatever you ask. Mas también sé ahora que todo lo que pidas a Dios, Dios te lo dará. Jesus said to her, your 
brother will rise again. Jesús le dijo, tu hermano resucitará. Martha answered, I know he'll rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Entonces Marta dijo, yo sé que resucitará en el día de la resurrección potrera. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection Entonces, and Jesús the life. Le dijo, yo soy la resurrección y la vida. He who believes in me will live even though he dies. El que cree en mí, aunque esté muerto, vivirá. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Y todo aquel que vive y cree en mí no morirá eternamente. Do you believe this? ¿Crees esto? Do you believe this? ¿Creen ustedes esto? Yes, Lord, she told him, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who is to come into the world. Verse 32. When Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if only you had been here, my brother would not have died. En el 32 dice María cuando llegó a donde estaba Jesús al verle se postró a sus pies diciéndole Señor si hubieses estado aquí no habría muerto mi hermano. Martha and Mary say exactly the same words. Tanto Marta como María dijeron exactamente lo mismo. Except one of them is on her knees. Pero eh, hay una sola diferencia. Una de ellas estaba a sus pies. And one isn't. Y la otra no. The one who is on her knees causes Jesus to weep. Aquella que estaba postrado a sus pies hizo que Jesús llorara. Lord, if you had been here. Señor, si hubieses estado aquí. What is behind that statement? ¿Qué es lo que hay detrás de esa declaración? If Jesus had been there, he could have healed Lazarus. Querría decir, si Cristo hubiera estado allí, él podría haber sanado a Lázaro. Everyone believes that he's a healer. Todo el mundo creía que él era un sanador. But no one, no one thought he could raise someone from the dead. Pero nadie creía que él podía levantar a un muerto del sepulcro. That's impossible. Eso es algo imposible. Especially when you've been in the grave for four days. Especialmente si usted lleva en el sepulcro cuatro días. We'll see this in the resurrection. Vamos a ver esto en la resurrección. No one expects Jesus to rise from the dead. Pero nadie esperaba que Jesús resucitara un muerto. The women come to the tomb to anoint a dead body. Recuerden que las mujeres vinieron a la tumba de Jesús para ungir a un cuerpo muerto. When they see the stones rolled away, do they say, "Oh, Jesus is risen"? Y cuando ellos vieron que la puerta estaba quitada, dijeron ellos, "Ah, Cristo resucitó." No, they say someone stole the body. No, lo que dijeron, alguien se robó su cuerpo. Peter and John run to the tomb. Peter looks into the empty tomb. Y cuando Pedro y Juan corrieron a la tumba, fue Pedro quien entró a la tumba vacía. And walks away wondering to himself what had happened. Y salió preguntándose a sí mismo qué ha ocurrido aquí. No one expected Jesus to rise from the dead. No one. Nadie esperaba que Jesús levantara un muerto del sepulcro. And no one believed that he could raise someone from the dead. Y tampoco nadie quería, cre creía que él podía levantar a alguien de la muerte. This is the miracle in the Gospel of John that leads to Jesus' crucifixion. Este es el milagro de Juan en que recuerda el libro de Juan que nos habla de la crucifixión de Cristo. Because he gave life to his best friend. Por cuanto él le dio vida a su mejor amigo. The authorities decided he must die. Las autoridades decidieron que él tendría que morir. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in his spirit. Jesús entonces al verla llorando y a los judíos que la acompañaban también llorando se estremeció en espíritu y se conmovió. Where have you laid him? He asked. Y dijo, ¿dónde le pusisteis? 
Come and see, Lord, they replied. Le dijeron, Señor, ven y ve. Jesus wept. Y Jesús lloró. I'm not going to read the rest of the story. No les voy a leer el resto de esta historia. Because I think verse 35 is the greater miracle. Porque creo que este versículo 35 es el mayor milagro de esta porción. To raise some from, someone from the dead is estupendo. Que alguien haya sido resucitado de la muerte es algo estupendo. The greatest miracle Jesus ever performed. Es el milagro más grande que Cristo había realizado hasta entonces. And I understand this. Y yo lo comprendo. But I believe there is more going on than the miracle of Lazarus being raised from the dead. Pero creo que hay mucho más allá de lo que simplemente es la resurrección de Lázaro de la muerte. The greater miracle is that Jesus wept. El mayor milagro es que Jesús lloró. God didn't come to wave the magic wand and make all the disease go away. Él no vino con un arte mágica a hacer que todo se solucionara. He heals when he chooses. Él sanaba a los que escogía sanar. The greater miracle is that Jesus enters into our suffering. El mayor milagro es que Cristo fue capaz de entrar en el dolor humano. The greater miracle is that when you're sick, when I'm sick, when your loved one dies, when my loved one dies. El mayor milagro es cuando tú estás enfermo, cuando tú lloras por alguien que has perdido. Jesus loves us so much. Cristo no ha, nos ama de tal manera that he weeps. Que él también llora. And that's a miracle. Y ese es un milagro. One more story. Una más. I promise. Les prometo esto. The leading priests, the teachers of religious law, and the others' leaders also mocked Jesus. Los sacerdotes que estaban conduciendo al pueblo, los maestros de religión, de la ley, y los otros líderes del pueblo también se burlaban de Jesús. He saved others, they scoffed. Decían, salvó a otros. But he can't save himself. Pero él no puede salvarse a sí mismo. So he is the king of Israel, is he? ¿Será este el rey de Israel? Let him come down from the cross and we will believe in him. Si lo es, que descienda de la cruz y creeremos en él. He trusted God. Let God show his approval by delivering him. Confió en Dios. Que Dios muestre su aprobación librándolo ahora. For he said, I am the son of God. Porque él dijo, yo soy el hijo de Dios. And the criminals who were crucified with him also shouted the same insults at him. Y los criminales que estaban crucificados con él también se burlaban de la misma manera. At noon, darkness fell across the whole land until three o'clock. A la hora de mediodía, las tinieblas llenaron la tierra. At about three o'clock, Jesus called out in a loud voice. Hasta las tres de la tarde, y entonces a esa hora Jesús clamó y dijo, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. Esta es la expresión que dijo Jesús. Which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Lo que significa mi Dios, Dios mío, ¿por qué me has abandonado? As Jesus does the horrific crucifixion dance. Y cuando Cristo estaba realizando este acto de crucifixión final. Do you not really know how crucifixion works? ¿Ustedes saben realmente cómo es que se produce la crucifixión? It is death by exhaustion. Es una muerte que se sufre a través de el agotamiento total. A nail was driven through the ankle bones. Había un clavo que estaba atravesando su tobillo. 
the only archaeological evidence we have of crucifixion are two ankle bones with a nail through them. La única evidencia arqueológica que tenemos de la crucifixión es son dos tobillos atravesados por un clavo. And then nails were driven through the hands. Y también sus manos habían sido atravesadas por clavos. And this is how crucifixion works. Y esa es la forma en que se realiza la crucifixión. You must push up on the nail in your feet to get a breath. Tienes que apoyarte en esas y esos clavos de tus tobillos para evitar descolgarte. You do that until you can stand the pain no longer. Lo tienes que hacer por tanto tiempo hasta que no puedes soportar más el dolor. And then you fall down to the nails in your hands. Entonces cuando ya no puedes soportar te descuelgas y entonces quedas colgado de tus clavos en las manos. You go, you move up and down. Te subes y te bajas cuando no puedes resistirte. Up to get a gasping breath. Te subes para tratar de respirar. And then down to the nails in your hands. Y entonces desfalleces y cuelgas de las manos clavadas. It was a horrific way to die. Era una manera horrífica de morir. It, it, it lets you understand why all of the phrases of Jesus from the cross are short gasping phrases. Quiero que se den cuenta que todas las frases que pronunció Jesús en la cruz eran frases cortas. He must push up and with the last breath say, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Parece que como se tomó un nuevo respiro y con esa respiración dijo, Dios mío, Dios mío, ¿por qué me has abandonado? And then he falls back down. Y entonces volvió a caer. He pushes up again and says, Father, forgive them, they don't know what they're doing. Nuevamente respira y dice, Padre, perdónalos porque no saben lo que hacen. And then he falls back down again. Y entonces volvió a quedarse colgado de sus manos. And finally he pushes up and says, Into your hands I commit my spirit. Y por fin, levantándose nuevamente en el último respiro, dijo, en tus manos encomiendo mi espíritu. And he dismisses his spirit. Y entregó su espíritu. It was a horrible way to die. Era una forma horrible de morir. This is going to be difficult for you to hear. Sé que es difícil incluso para oír esta historia. But trust me. Pero créanme. When we look at the cross, cuando miramos a la cruz, What's the miracle? ¿Cuál es el milagro que vemos? The miracle is that there is no miracle. El milagro es que no hay ningún milagro. No angels come and rescue Jesus ningún from the cross. Ángel vino. He dies. The miracle of the cross is that there was no miracle. Sorry. El milagro de la cruz es que no vino ningún ángel. He humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Se humilló a sí mismo y fue obediente hasta la muerte y muerte de cruz. The unmiraculous miracles of Jesus. Oh, Dios. Aquel que hizo tantos milagros por otro no se libró a sí mismo, hermano. Entregó su muerte en la cruz en obediencia por ti y por mí. My brother's tears are a miracle. Las lágrimas de mi hermano también son un milagro. He has heard this story a thousand times. He escuchado esta historia miles de veces. And so have I, and so have you. Como también yo y ustedes. It's an amazing truth. 
es una verdad. Jesus did not come to give us miracles. Cristo no vino a darnos milagros. He came to give us himself. Vino a entregarse a sí mismo. Would you receive him? Lo recibirían ustedes en esta mañana, hermano. Would you, would you ask God for the eyes to see those kinds of miracles? Le pedirían ustedes, Dios, dame los ojos que yo pueda ver estos milagros que Jesús hace a The miracle of his presence in your heart and life. El milagro de su presencia en tu vida, en tu corazón cada día. He is Emmanuel. Él es Emmanuel. The God who is with us. Dios con nosotros. Amen. He blessed the earth, born older than the years. And in the stall across he saw, through the first of many tears, a life of homeless wandering, cast out in sorrow's way. The shepherd seeking for the lost, his life the price he'd pay. Crucified arose The risen one in splendor Jehovah's soul defender Has won the victory Love crucified arose And the grave became a place of hope For the heart that sin and sorrow broke Is beating once again Throughout your life you felt the weight Of what you'd come to give To drink for us that crimson cup So we might really live At last the time to love and die The dark appointed day That one forsaken moment when Your father turned his face away Crucified arose The one who lived and died for me Was Satan's nail-pierced casualty Now he's breathing once again Love crucified arose And the grave became a place of hope For the heart that sin and sorrow broke Is beating once again truth and song to wrap up this session. We hope this hour has been a help to you in your preparation for Holy Week. Join us next time as we feature Michael's album project called Known by the Scars. Enjoy and share this musical depiction of Holy Week events in our next podcast release. Please post a comment on the Michael Card Music Facebook page. Write via email in the studio at michaelcard.com. That's in the studio at michaelcard.com. We look forward to reading your comments. We're glad for the partnership with our sponsors at the Christian Standard Bible. Visit csbible.com to learn more about the great Bible editions that can help you get serious with God's Word. This month, we're featuring the Holy Land Illustrated Bible. Immerse yourself in the world at the time the Scripture was written. There's hundreds of pictures, helpful charts, and articles and illustrations about the situation in Bible times that will bring the Scripture to life. 
Search for Holy Land Illustrated Bible. When you order, use the promotion code CARD40, typed with no spaces, to receive your 40% discount on CSB purchases through LifeWay. The Christian Standard Bible at csbible.com. Now, for all of us on the team, Ron Davis, Susan Sermon, Lance Mansfield, and our producer, Joe Carlson, I'm Wayne Shepherd. Thank you for celebrating Easter season with us in the studio with Michael Card.